It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. Once again, I welcome you to another Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., the owner of KWM Radio and co-host of this program, Steadfastly Protecting Your Family, Your Assets, and You. And I'm sitting with my co-host, my friend, my attorney, who should be your attorney, our Dallas estate planning expert. His name is Michael B. Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Notice I said B, because yeah. your middle name is B, I think you told me a few weeks ago. Yes? Yeah, as in beautiful. As in beautiful. Is, did someone really name you beautiful? I, I did. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I'm going to go with that then, and I'm going to say Michael B. Cohen from now on. So that'd be, oh, and you're a, no, you're a MBC. I'm a DBC, but I'm not beautiful. I'm a Bruce, okay. um, for what that's worth. Well, uh, I'll let you call that what yourself what you want. Okay, great. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, what I want to do is talk about today in this excellent program for the next 25 minutes or so, uh, what you want to do address, and that is life estates. And how do they work and how do they affect our listeners? Yeah, the reason why I decided to talk about this, because I just happened to have a question this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, somebody who had gone to a recent workshop of ours, and they had um, their question was, uh, they lived with their parents, this one particular child. There were four children. One child lived with the parent, and um, the parent, uh, the parents had done a will that said the home goes to a different child, but the they gave they did a deed that they said we can live in the basically it's called a life estate where we could uh, uh, live at the home, but upon our death the property goes to child this other child the one that was living at the home which was different than what was said in the will. So you could have a deed with reservation of life estate. So I deed the property. In this case, I deeded the this the parents say we deed the property to let's just call her Mandy. I deed to Mandy um, the uh, our home after we both die. By the way, you could do it to multiple people, multiple grant grantors are the ones who signed the deed. Hmm. And by the way, you could also do life estates and wills and trust. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Okay. But that's what it said. Well, the children, the other children, the other three children, were upset. Why? Because when you have a remainder beneficiary, they have an interest in the property immediately. Now, there's different rights and obligations of both the what's called the life tenant and the remainder man. The one who signs the deed in this case is called the life tenant. The one who gets it at death is the remainder man. So 
In this case, it was she thought she had a ladybird deed. A ladybird deed is an enhanced life estate deed, which is different because an enhanced life estate says that the person who who grants or does the deed uh, has cont- all rights. I could sell. I could mortgage. I could uh, I could lease. I could change my mind on who the beneficiary may be. So on a ladybird deed, you retain. You could change who it be, whoever it would be, and okay. so with a remainder interest, um, they have rights immediately. They have certain rights and obligations, uh, and so there's an interest uh, already created. Okay. So uh, it would have to say toast typically in the deed itself. Uh, so just like you know how you deed property, let's say I transfer property to somebody, uh, I deed with the right to a life estate, I reserve a life estate, is typically what you see in the deed. Now, it could be, by the way, you don't have to be on your life. It could be uh, somebody else's life. Hmm. So let's say, so sometimes from a planner's perspective, you say, what? where would I rather have give the life estate to? Because there's certain benefits. Property taxes on homesteads. It could be there's obligations. So I guess I should probably talk about those obligations. Yes. So it could be that somebody who's both the grantor and the remainder man. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I give uh, the property to mom and dad so they could have the homestead exemption, uh, have lower property taxes, and when they die, it goes back to me. So I so it could be a planning interesting yeah and then it gets to be whose obligations are are, are for the life estate beneficiaries uh, what are their rights and what are those of the remainder man it's very creative if not crafty to do something like that yeah 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 so yeah so a lot of people want to do that you know so let's say we thought you know oh. Uh, I don't know, maybe even a creditor. Let's say I had a child had a home of their own, but they wanted, and they had a rental property, but they wanted to have uh, parents have a uh, lower property taxes. You want lower property taxes. Okay, we give him them a life estate. Now, there are different rules, by the way, regarding Medicaid mm-hmm. uh, that I just mentioned. So under the Medicaid rules, you have to live there for a certain period of time, like a year okay. or two, uh, and, and, and before it will be. Uh, so there are certain rules for different programs. Okay. But bottom line is that not everybody's considering a Medicaid issue or anything like that. Right. But you have to be aware of some of these other issues when you do something like that. Um, so a life estate. The, now, the life estate owner has certain, or the, what we call it, the uh, life tenant has certain obligations. First of all, they're the only ones that have the right to live there. Okay, so what was the question that was asked of me? First of all, uh, can they evict me? And there are, as we mentioned earlier, the parents gave a life estate, kept a remain, kept a life estate for themselves upon death that goes to Mandy under our example. Well, the other children didn't like that Mandy got this property, or at least has her rights, and they say, ugh, you need to get out of that house. We're going to evict you. Do the other children have the right? No, but the parents do. The parents do. They, they have the exclusive right to the use of the property. If they wanted to kick Mandy out, they could. She said, well, my parents will never do that. Is there a way that they 
that my siblings who don't like the fact that I'm getting this property could kick me out and evict me. Well, yeah, in a way, let's say that parents give a power of attorney that gives that a right. So they could do that. Uh, or if the parents see that you didn't fulfill your obligations, which we'll talk about in just a second. So uh, so you have to be careful. Uh, do parents have mental capacity to, to, to do that? Uh, I guess then you'd have to go into the guardianship rules if they didn't, if that person lacked capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the, the biggest thing for a uh, life estate tenant, life tenant, is that they have the exclusive right to occupy the property. Uh, this is important, too, for uh, a lot of different tax issues uh, as well. Uh, they do have the obligation to pay the life estate owner, that is the life tenant, has a duty to pay the property taxes, maintain the property, to maintain the property. Hmm. If you So remember what we talked on a prior show, I think a couple weeks ago, about the rights of widows as they have a life estate. So, oh, by the way, for those who don't know, all these podcasts are archived. So, on my website of DallasElderLawyer.com. So, if you wanted to know about the rights of widows, one of the things we talked about was that the surviving spouse has a life estate. Right. So, the same rules apply here, the same obligations. That is, the life tenant has a duty to pay, to, first of all, has the exclusive right to occupy the property. They have to pay the mortgage interest, not the principal, mm-hmm. on the property, They uh, and have to not commit waste. What does that mean? When they maintain the property. So if they let it go, if it's something is diminished, uh, then the remainder men can go to court to remove that person uh, to remove the life, uh, life, the rights of the life tenant mm-hmm. because they committed waste. So let's say um, they let the property go down and it, it was going down substantially because of something they didn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a remainderman has certain rights. So let's say that you had a widow who just moved out of the house. She says, "Hey." I have a life estate. Just moving out of the house doesn't constitute an abandonment of the property. They still have the exclusive right to use and occupy the property. However, if they didn't uh, maintain the property, resulting in the property value going down, then the remainder man could go to court and even kick out that that life tenant. Interesting. Yeah. So – that's real important because there are certain rights. Now, I say that because of a second marriage because often, as you may know and others could suspect, a lot of times that the the children from the uh, the sea spouse, especially mm-hmm. if it was separate property. Remember we talked about even if uh, – a couple weeks ago we said that even if you're a surviving spouse and the deceased spouse uh, had separate property, mm-hmm. the surviving spouse has a right to live there for life. And so if the children didn't like that no good stepmother or stepfather and they said, oh, they, we, need, we want that property, uh, we're going to go to court because they didn't maintain the property, which is resulting in the diminishment of the value. And uh, therefore, we, those rights – so when you give a life estate uh, where, may, where there's a remainder interest – 
So if you don't say all those different things that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. with an enhanced life estate, what we talked about with the Lady Birdie, uh, then the remainder men has immediate rights. So even if you were to try to sell the property, uh, let's say if you just had a life estate, in other words, uh, mom or dad or both say life estate, and then when we die it goes to this particular child, and they wanted to sell the property. Well, since there's a remainder interest, they would need to get the permission of the remainder beneficiary to sell the property because there was an immediate interest. Now, can either the life estate owner or the remainder beneficiary sell whatever their interest is? Yeah, I guess you could, but it's not going to be the whole property. It's just whatever that life estate value is or the remainder interest value is. By the way, there's charts as to what the value may be uh, with the both Social Security and the Internal Revenue Code. Okay. So the older you get, the less the life expectancy is, and so the less the value may be as to your interest. Okay. So let's say you were, let's say you had a scale of up to 100, 100 being the life, somebody's could live to 100. Mm-hmm. I told you I had a relative who just uh, turned 100 uh, Amazing. just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on Channel 4, by the way. Really? Was it really local? And yeah, they're local here, too? Right, right. And their secret is what? Uh, well, I guess it must be genes. I guess so. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, Amazing. I, I guess because his mom lived to be almost 98. And your grandmother at 107, you've said numerous Well, that was my wife's grandmother. Wife's grandmother. My wife's grandmother lived to be 107 and a half. Incredible. Her great aunt, 102 and a half. Great uncle, 103 and a half. People are living longer. Mm-hmm. Of course, I always tell with the genes that my wife has that... Uh, you know, she's younger than me, and uh, her, she has these genes. I said, I think you're going to outlive me by 50 years, and I think you're trying to extend that. <laughs> so uh, people are living longer. They so are. that life, But the life estate diminishes because your life expectancy is less. Right. Uh, so let's say you had a scale of 100 uh, and you were 80 years old. Just think of it this way, that you might have a twi- 20%. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 80 from uh, 100 equals 20 percent, and the remainder interest may be worth 80 percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, good. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, so if you were to purchase from somebody, and maybe somebody would purchase that life estate, whether the parent ch- purchased from the child, the child ch- purchased from the parent, sure. then you could ca- actually do a calculation based on the charts. Of course, those charts change every year because life expectancy during COVID actually charts that the life expectancy went down a little bit. I bet. Yeah, yeah. So, they went down again this year, I think, for the first time in 30 years outside yeah. of COVID, which is surprising. Yeah, but, you know, I think as a general rule, people are living longer right. because of diet, exercise, mm-hmm. um, you know, advances in medication. So mm-hmm. people are generally living longer. And that's the a lot of the problems, uh, too, is because people are lo- living longer. Do they have it? They're always concerned. Are they going to have enough assets to take care of them or right. how do we protect them? Mm-hmm. And so gets into be a lot of issues, getting more likely to be long-term care. You know, I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about the widow's benefits, I talked about uh, how – uh, my quite frankly, my dad died when I was a teenager, mm. uh, and those were the days before there was bypass surgery. Goodness. Well, now you say bypass surgery, bypass surgery it's normal. It's nothing. That's like that's almost like saying take it. I'm not going to say take an aspirin, but right. but it's it, it's almost it's so commonplace. Right. It is. And so advances in medication. So my dad could have lived a lot longer, perhaps mm. if they uh, it was just right before, or at least in that we were aware of it, uh, and. 
he could have lived a lot longer, but if he lived longer, he maybe he had, would have had dementia. Right. I don't know. Right, or prostate cancer. Or Who knows whatever, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. live long enough. It's sad because I realized, too, not to go off topic, but I know why it went down this year. They're saying it's related to obesity. It's related to drugs and alcohol, especially, um, are affecting people. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you hear Bormouth, the fentanyl crisis and right. things like that. Yep. So, I mean... I don't want to say everybody makes choices. Yeah. Um, some choices are better than others. Yeah. I, I just hope the alcohol consumption does not continue to rise because that that's a killer. And it's a legal killer. People don't realize it. They'll just say, oh, I'll just keep drinking. And I, 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 we could be here another show on that topic, but yeah. nevertheless. I mean, another thing, by the way, speaking of that, just as far as disability, I mean, there's sometimes we see cases of alcohol-induced uh dementia. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you do your estate planning, not to get off the topic again, but we do different um, uh, you know, planning incentives. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say you have a child that has alcohol. Uh, so you say, okay, you have to go through the seven whatever steps. You have to go to uh, you know, do these different things uh, as a carrot and a stick type approach. If you do these things, mm-hmm. it will give you X amount good. upon going to whatever the different steps are mm-hmm. to try to reduce the dependency on alcohol. Uh, so, Good. and um, anyway, so there's uh, just like on any type of drug, mm-hmm. uh, you could have incentives, drugs, a lot of times hair follicle test, or mm-hmm. uh, you take, you know, have different counseling, whether it be alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. So that just like anything, there's counseling, uh, as you know, Sarah, it's nutritionist. Sarah's uh, Don's uh, main hug, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, uh, <laughs> she's a, a, a she looks at the diet, mm-hmm. and so similarly on yeah. everything for our better health. Correct. We, at times, we just don't realize and think about the different things we could do to have a higher quality of life or a good quality of life. Mm-hmm. And. That's that myopia, that short-term thinking, whereas Michael advocates, I do too, long-term thinking and realizing this will come back to haunt you if you do this. Well, you, you can rationalize it and say, oh, this is just one little time here. It's not a big deal, but one little time can snowball and then you're in trouble. But Michael addresses things like that, conditional um, uh, beneficiaries, um, conditional benefits if people someone passes and he emphasizes a lot of things in those workshops and that's the next thing you should do is to sign up for his next workshop because that's when you get to ask a particular question about your individual circumstances that others will relate to they'll internalize it they'll apply that to their situation and you'll do the same thing but you should attend his next workshop because he's very helpful in giving you free advice and that free workshop is slated for thursday December the 14th at 10 a.m. And tell them first, Michael, where the workshop is and then what goes on, please. Well, we have it in our office building. There's a conference center, uh, which is right to the north of Medical City Hospital, okay. uh, which is uh, just uh, south of LBJ, LBJ. 635, okay. and just to the west of Central Expressway okay. 75. Good. Uh, so it's very simple. It's close to highways, so mm-hmm. it's easy to get to. It's a Saturday morning, so there shouldn't be any traffic. Right. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be any traffic. Uh, at the workshop, we ask people what they want to know. Mm-hmm. And for two hours, we try to answer those questions. Great. So, you know, as I said, this this question of today's topic of mm-hmm. life estates was just one of those questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should mention that this in the 10 or 11 or 12 years that we've been doing this uh, these workshops— 
That had never been asked before. Is that right? Wow. Isn't that interesting? So every time, that's what I love about these workshops is because you never know what people are going to ask. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really kind of a, uh, and so we try to answer those questions mm-hmm. and we write them down on the board. And then we also have a uh, PowerPoint presentation on general estate planning so that some of the basics that you may or may not know mm-hmm. that we're going to go over and some of the things you can do. Uh, or about Medicaid, too. We talked about Medicaid last week's show. We talked about uh, mistakes when people make on a Medicaid application. Mm-hmm. So we never know what people are going to ask. But we ask them what you want to know, and we answer those questions. And even if you didn't want to ask those questions, but just to learn from others, which you can do, but we also give a free one-hour vision meeting uh, to those only to those who attend. Uh, and so we could go in more depth on your own particular questions should you so desire. It's not an obligation. It's just something that's free. So you get three free hours of legal education without any obligation or cost. Excellent. Uh, to attend that free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at Dallas Elder lawyer.com that's dallas elder lawyer.com or again call that 214-720-0102 telephone number excellent holidays are coming you've already been through thanksgiving christmas hanukkah are also around the corner um you want to get together with family you want to discuss situations with your parents, estate planning, government assistance. This is an ideal time for you to go to Michael's workshop to learn about your situation, your individual circumstances, and share them with family in the month of December to make sure you're current because you shouldn't believe everything you read online. You shouldn't necessarily believe those legal websites that apparently are very beneficial, but they're not. They're actually dangerous in many ways because you can make mistakes. And then you can share this information with with your siblings and parents during the holidays. Yeah, and you forgot to mention probably the most important thing or reason why most people come is you get a free KAAM coffee mug, and who needs that? Everybody needs that for their Christmas stocking, right? That's why people you know, are clamoring to get there. You know, I'm going to change your middle name to D for disinformation, because <laughs> that's exactly what this is. <laughs> you know it, and I know it, because this is just not true. Yes, you get a free KWM coffee mug, too, if you attend Michael's workshop, but it's the education that's invaluable. So sign up at Thursday, December the 14th at 10 a.m. And we've got about five minutes left, Michael, on life estates. Okay. Well, so now let's talk about the duties and obligations of the t- uh, remainder men. We talked about that the life tenant has a duty to take care of the utilities and taxes, insurance, interest on the mortgage. Uh, but but they have to make sure that they uh, don't have uh, depreciation that mm-hmm. was unnecessary or damage that was unnecessary, mm-hmm. uh, which resulted in the lowering of the value of the property or else they could be taken to court. Now, the duties of the remainder man. So we'll call it Mandy in our example. Uh, Mandy, if there's a mortgage, which there was in this case, by the way, she has a duty to take care of the principal of the mortgage. Is that right? Wow. Because yeah. you didn't say that before. You said it was just an interest thing before. Well, I said the interest, so when you have a, let's say you have a note, well, let's say you have a mortgage, you have principal and interest. Right. So the interest, you know, they have an amortization schedule when you buy a home, or for example, the part of that's interest, part of it's principal. Okay. Well, 
and the longer you've been paying on it, uh, the more there's there's still they take off they take out usually most of its interest at the beginning, and then the principal is you know the longer you go that gets to be more of a principal. Well, let's say mom and dad have been paying on this home for X period of time. Let's say it was a thousand dollars a month, and originally it was considered eight hundred dollars interest and two hundred dollars a principal, and now it may be uh, the other way around. Mm-hmm. It could be eight hundred dollars of principal and two hundred dollars of interest. Oh boy! And now the tenant who can't didn't he, I say the remainder man who might not even be able to live there has the obligation to pay those principal payments. Well, that could be tough, especially yes. if they didn't. You know, a lot of times they say, well, "I want to take care of that that kid," and they don't. And now, all of a sudden, they're mad at the kid for whatever reason. Okay, you need to take care of those principal payments. That could be substantial. Uh, so now, of course, after mom or dad die, then they're going to have to have all the obligations, whether it be taxes, interest, insurance, principal, whatever. But uh, but until that time, they have the uh, obligation of banking those principal mm-hmm. payments. Right. Now, of course, they have the right to go to court if the parent, in our example, resulted in the diminution of the property. And as we talked about, they could have, if they wanted to, they could have, since they had the exclusive right to uh, use and occupy the property, they could have evicted her as well. Now, however, uh, you know, and we've talked in prior shows on by the way, they're about ladybird deeds and transfer on debt deeds. Those are different than what we're really kind of talking about here today mm-hmm. because they could change the beneficiary at any time. There's no vested right. There are, when you just have a reservation of life estate, period, but doesn't say these extra powers. Transfer on debt deed, you retain total control until you die. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to whoever it is. There was no vested interest okay. if you didn't like it. Okay, change it. Excellent. One other thing i got to mention real quickly because I know we're running up on the time, and that is you could do this in a will or trust as well. So you could say I give so-and-so the right to live there for life, and then now let's say you have a surviving spouse that, that um, uh, let's say, second spouse. Okay, you could live there for life, and then upon your death it goes to so-and-so. So now you have those obligations that we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, and, but – you could put that in your will or trust as well. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different ways, and so a lot of times you have to think about, well, who do we want to take care of the principal? Who do we want to take care of the property? And maybe design a plan based upon whatever the goals of the client may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's excellent. Michael, you use the word obligation. In my opinion, you're obligated to attend his next workshop, to learn more, to become current, and to make sure your assets are protected the way you want them to be. The next workshop is now Thursday, December the 14th at 10 a.m. To dial, to sign up for that, dial 214-720-0102 or go to DallasElderLawyer.com. Our Dallas estate planning expert, Michael Cohen. I thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. Leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. 
That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770-KAAM since 2013, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it's done your way and sign up for his next workshop today.